the San Antonio market update is just crushing records right now. If you're interested in seeing if we're having a slowdown anytime soon, stick tuned to this video and let's find out. What's going on, everybody? I'm John Barr with An Investor's Journey, bringing you the best tips, tricks, and strategies that are working in the current market right now. In this very channel, we go over what's working for us in our business or not working for us in our business. So if you're interested in that kind of information, please make sure you crush that like button, give us a subscribe. We surely would appreciate it. Without further ado, let's get into the San Antonio market update for the month of April. So let's go over the monthly review of the numbers for San Antonio. So I put the March, if this is the first time tuning in, you can see that I put the month next to it that the information is accurate or when I was actually able to pull that. So depending on where the source comes from depends on the month that I get the information. Uh, so building permits issued for the month of March were just over 1,400 or just shy of 1,500, which was a 60% increase year over year. Anytime you see YOY, that means year over year. This time last year, how much are we up or down? So the two to four unit building permits, we saw 32 issued, which is a 23.8% decrease year over year. And that's kind of su uh, not surprising. We've really seen a lot of stuff kind of falter in the two to four units. It's not profitable for builders to build. But the single family homes, you are just seeing that skyrocket as a number of permits as builders are trying to keep up with this absolutely insane demand that we're currently having. Five plus units was 246, which is a 43% decrease year over year. And that's quite volatile going over the last several months of what the building permits really kind of fluctuate and do. SFR does hold a little more consistent, but uh, the number of units for two to four and five plus kind of move around a lot. Average sales price was just shy of 317,000, and that is a 14.97% increase year over year. Median sales price sitting at 260s, which is what it was at last month as well for February but that is a 13.8% increase year over year. And I think this marks the ninth month in a row. We've seen double digit appreciation in the median sales price, which is absolutely crazy. Total sales, 3,516, which is a 16% increase year over year. So if you're trying to find inventory right now, you, you better be ready to submit your best and final offer right as you submit. There's not going to be a whole lot as there's not a lot of inventory. There's a lot of people out there trying to buy homes and not a lot of homes to choose from. Average rental price for all you landlords out there, this is a great statistic to hear because with rising prices comes rising property taxes, which eats into your cash flow if the rental prices don't increase. But to see an 11.2% increase year over year is absolutely fantastic, just shy of 1,600. The unemployment or the employment rate is a 1.138 million, which is a 4.9% decrease year over year. So no surprise to see the numbers a little bit lower than where we were at this time last year for April or for March anyways. So as I see April and May, June, July, I expect to see those numbers start to increase as the pandemic of last year really kind of had set in as far as the unemployment. We started opening back up kind of in that uh, May, June timeframe. Uh, and we gained 8,500 jobs, which drove the unemployment uh, rate. I didn't, I missed that up. It's a uh, six point, we're at six and a half percent. And that is supposed to be a 0.31 decrease from the previous month. So that's fantastic to see our unemployment continuing to drop down and not spiking back up. Months of inventory, and this is the uh, number that's going to be kind of shocking to people. We're sitting at 1.26, and that is a 0.74 month decrease from the previous month. March of 2020, just as a kind of perspective, is th was at 3.25. 
I want to go into a little bit here about that month's inventory and why it's so important. It's a gauge that we use and you kind of hear it in the news of what that really means. Uh, so months of inventory tells us how much inventory is on the market. So if the same pace of homes were purchased in the last 30 days, continued into the next 30 days based on the number of properties that are available, how long would it take for all of the inventory to be consumed at the current rate of absorption? So what that really tells us is the balanced market for supply and demand for relays sits anywhere about six months inventory to six and a half to where you don't have any bargaining power between a buyer or a seller. That's kind of the equilibrium, take you back to econ 101 of the supply and demand being right there at a neutral position. Anytime that number starts getting lower, like right now where it was last year at three, three months inventory and right now at a 1.26, we call that a seller's market. That means there's way more buyers trying to buy houses than there are sellers trying to sell houses. So that puts the bargaining power into the seller's court. So when a buyer comes in and wants to submit an offer, they say, well, I wanted you to fix this. I want you to fix that. It's like, no, 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 no. Not at 1.26 months inventory, because that means I got so many offers on my house that it's highest and best. You take it as you leave it. Wave contingencies. You buyers really in this market have to put the absolute best foot forward and our best financing and wave all kinds of contingencies just because we are so low in inventory. But what that does also is it really starts to drive prices up because it means it's so competitive because now you have buyers and saying, I listed at 205, but I sold for 215 because there was so many people bidding for that house. It bid the price up to 215. So we're getting a lot of bidding wars all across the state of Texas and especially here in San Antonio. So that's when anytime you see that months of inventory, as you'll see several times throughout that, it's a gauge of like how hot that sector is, that price range is, or the overall market currently is. So keep that in mind when you see that month over month inventory. So now we're looking at the median sales price trended back to June, 2010. Now this is information that I've kind of pulled and have a database uh, of stuff that kind of leads back to this. So what you're looking at is our sales cycles. So every time you saw a, a peak, those are your summer months. And that is our sales cycle. That's where you see the most home selling. And that's where a median sales price usually tends to be driven up. So you can kind of see how it just goes up in the summer, down in the winter, up in the summer, down in the winter, and you get a little blip there right around the December timeframe. And that's those people trying to get get into a new house before the new year starts. So now you can see everything was kind of moving along just normal until 2020 came around and it just, everything went absolutely haywire to where like, I need to adjust this next time because it doesn't even fit on the chart anymore because we're sitting at the, that 260. So normally this time of year, our prices do continue to increase, but it's usually out of a decrease over the winter months. But you can see things kind of took off right around April of 2020 and they just went berserk and they stayed up there through the winter and now we're being pushed even higher. And I do anticipate that continuing to climb into the May, June, July timeframe, just because this is when everybody's buying, people are moving around, but we're at such a low inventory perspective that prices are just skyrocketing currently. And if you're if you're saying to yourself right now, holy crap, this is some good information. You know, I, this is stuff that I just I didn't I didn't even know was available. I'm learning some amazing strategies. Then all I ask from you is just shoot on over to an investor's journey on YouTube, find this video and just give it a little thumbs up. You know, I'll put the link in the description just so it's one click like and you're done. How much easier can that be? Right. Just give me some support. Show me some love. That's all I ask from you. And I will keep putting out this amazing content. So show me some love and enjoy the rest of the show. 
rents kind of seem to follow the same kind of trend to where if you're a landlord, this is how you can use this. Like it's your house. You can list it whenever you want to list it and, or make your leases as long as you want to where for us, we make all of our leases in between March, April, and May timeframes. Cause you can see the data shows that you get the highest rents in the summertime leading into those months. So we list them around those timeframes to where if we need to get in, do a, a little make ready 30 days, we have it back on the market and we capture that next wave of rent appreciation. So you can really see that it's, it has continued to climb over time, but this, as this pandemic has kind of played out, it's really driven rents up and where we saw that double digit rent appreciation over this time last year, which is fantastic because as landlords, we really start to worry as property taxes and values outpace rents that eats more and more and more into cash flow over time and makes it harder to retire on cash flow alone. Now the 20 year unemployment. Uh, so you can kind of see the last two recessions of the dot com bubble and the real estate uh, lending debacle. And then you can see how this quote unquote V shaped recovery kind of took off, uh, in March, April, May of last year. And then that unemployment rate just fell like a rock and it's continuing to trend to trend downward in a natural format as which we want to continue to see. Because if that unemployment rate starts to increase, that means there's problems in the economy and the private sector is not hiring, meaning people are not getting jobs that they can't, if they don't have jobs, they can't afford houses. You could expect to see that roll over. So that's why I track these so many different things from so many different angles to where I can see unemployment. I can see months of inventory. I can see price ranges to kind of get an overall scheme uh, idea of where the current market is at and what it is currently doing. Year over year appreciation is something that I want to also track because I want to see how our houses appreciating over time. Because then you can kind of really see coming out of 2012, how it kind of stayed up here around almost 10% of about 2015. And then it slowly started to trend downward. And I think that was the affordability factor to where like jobs weren't hiring, interest rates were kind of stable, rising a little bit. And then 2020 happened, interest rates fell through the floor and then the market just took off from there. And that's why you see we're just crushing basically double jit appreciation double digit appreciation since basically eh, was that June, July of last year. And it's continued to pace. And I don't see it slowing down anytime soon, unless we get more inventory to the market. So I hear people asking this all the time. It's like, great, John, I understand the, the prices are going up the rents are going up. Everything is great. The economic data is looking great, but like, now how do I use this information to target my marketing? I can't just market to the entire city of San Antonio. There's millions of houses here, hundreds of thousands of houses. I can't hit them all. Uh, where do I market to find the best houses for fix and flips, rental properties, or however it is that you're wanting to do this. So with that, I kind of target the market in two separate ways. I do it by price range and by zip code by the months of inventory little information that I was talking about earlier. And you can really kind of see like, where's the most in-demand housing by price point and by zip code, or what are the average prices? What have the prices done in the last two, three years since I've been collecting this data? So that's what we're going to go over in this next section is exactly that information. You can really use this to tailor your investment strategy. So first up we have by price range and you can really see like where are the most in-demand housing, like of that 3,500 homes that were sold, like where is the bulk of the inventory going? And it's going into the 150 to 300,000 price range. I mean, what do you got? 14, 1700, almost half of the inventory sold in the San Antonio isn't in that price range alone. And look where the most in-demand housing prices are by the months of inventory. And it's all in this 
uh, those three price ranges from the 150 to 300. So for us, we love to target prop properties that have the ARVs or the values in those price points because with those low months of inventory, and that's where the bulk of the inventory is really being sold, it shows that by the time we buy something, fix it, renovate it, put it back on the market, there's a really high likelihood that the prices are going to be higher than where they were when we sold it. So if you guys want this, uh, well, in the next zip, uh, slide, I'll show you where you can get all this information. But uh, if you're wanting copies of these slides, head over to sarealestatemarket.com and you can get the full copy of the zip codes. You can get everything you need and a copy of this slideshow. So the next place that uh, I tailor this information to is I look at the zip codes. Where are the hottest zip codes by months of inventory? What are the price ranges in those? And what's the long-term appreciation really been for that zip code since I've been tracking this data over the last three, four years. So you can really see that 78247 is uh, the number one zip code this month at 0.49. That is a very large zip code, code people. It's on the northwest side of San Antonio by I-10 and 16 over there by La Cantera and the Rim. And you can really see like it's gone from 193,000 up to 242,000, almost 50,000 appreciation in just the last three years. So that isn't something we use to where say, hey, I'm targeting rental properties. I want fix and flips. Where do I go? What parts of town do I like to where I know that it's got the months of inventory that's low enough that really kind of drives the price up over long term. And this is the thing that we were saying in the intro that San Antonio really kind of crushed new records is this is the first time every single zip code in the top 10 has been below one month of inventory. And if I remember right, it was some like 23 of the 64 zip codes that I track were below one month of inventory. So a lot of inventory was moving in that. And again, if you guys want that full list, because I do the top 10 and the bottom 10, and there's, what's that 20, there's 30 some, 40 some zip codes in between there. So you can get a full list of the zip codes at sarealestatemarket.com. So now the caveat to the lowest months of inventory is the highest months of inventory. Now it feels really weird saying that considering every single one of them is at three months or below, which was where the kind of lowest months inventory was about a year ago. But uh, that is where it's at. I mean, because we just are in a very hot real estate market right now. But you can still see over time that these prices still have appreciated pretty nicely, that some of these have gone up $80,000 in just the last uh, three years. So it's one thing that you can kind of use. And as our market starts to normalize at some point in the future, because it can't stay this hot forever, because eventually somebody's going to get priced out of the, or enough people are going to get priced out in the market. It's going to find the new equilibrium and it will balance back out. But where you can use the highest month of inventory is really just looking at it from a perspective of what is my competition level that I am looking at. So you kind of need to look at that and say like, all right, there's a lot of in more inventory in my zip code than somewhere else and in my price range. So let me make sure that I finish my house out a little nicer on let's get some staging, let's get some pictures, let's make sure we put some more money into those kind of higher ROI uh, areas of the house, like your bedrooms and bath to make sure that your house is more competitive and it does not sit on the market for that long. So there you have it, folks. That kind of concludes this month's market update. Now, remember,